Welcome to the Green Machine Podcast, your Irish football news and nostalgia. I'm Nick hosting in place of Dave tonight, and I'm delighted to be joined by a very special guest, Adam Kavanagh, who is part of the Irish Diabetic Futsal team. Adam and the team will be heading to the European Championships next month in Poland, and he's kindly come on to chat to us about the tournament and all things futsal. Adam, you're joining us from Vancouver. You've, you've just crawled out of the bed today. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, thanks for having me on this morning. Not at all, because I know I know time difference can be uh, can be a bit of an issue and that kind of thing. But we we were chatting off air, and I mean we are going to chat about the tournament. But you are kind of doing a Robbie Keane um, when he was at LA Galaxy, aren't you? You're going to be you're going to be flown over to <laughs> the Dublin. Um, probably all expenses on you, but <laughs> you're going to be going <laughs> to the Atlantic to represent your country. So um, when did you say you're heading heading over again? So uh, we're recording this on the 30th and uh, yeah. I'm heading back to Ireland on the 2nd of June. So okay. I'll be back in Dublin for a couple of days and then we head to Warsaw on the 7th of June. Exciting times, exciting times. I say when this is released, you'll probably be in midair, jet lagged and miserable. But look, um, it's all in the name of your country. So, Adam, futsal in Ireland, this is this is one that is a bit of a mystery to all of us. So... When we associate futsal with with anyone, we kind of associate with Brazil, don't we? Or, or even Portugal. I know it's huge in Portugal. So do you want to tell us a little bit, like, I suppose, about the global standing of futsal at the moment? Because it's something that we are aware is in Ireland, but we don't know much about. So what would the global kind of context of futsal be? Because we, we've seen so many players like Ronaldinho and Neymar and players like that kind of come through that system. Exactly, yeah. And suppose for anybody unfamiliar, futsal is a form of indoor football played on a court surface, you know, five players per team using a smaller, harder size four ball. Um, like you said, Nick, players like Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Luis Figo, they've all attributed and given a lot of praise to futsal for their development in their early years. And in terms of, you know, helping their control, passing, balance and concentration. So it is very, very popular in South America and in other parts of Europe. Um, we're actually one of the few teams internationally at the moment, uh, or one of the few UEFA nations that don't have an active national futsal team. I think it's okay. us and Malta and one other nation that currently don't have an active one. So Adam, give us a little insight into the the history of the Irish futsal team, because it's it's quite an interesting one that not a lot of people are aware about, I suppose. Yeah, so the Irish futsal team has kind of been on and off for quite a number of decades. Um, the first instance that we had a national team is back in 1983. We had a, a six-nation tournament in Rome, uh, finished third, and in our group stage defeated Belgium 4-1 and a 7-2 demolition of England. Oh, lovely. I like them already. Exactly. So there was a, a bit of a gap there, somewhat of near two decades. And the next time the futsal team appeared was in 2002, uh, taking part in two tournaments that year. Both home nations branded tournaments. I'm sure getting reminders of the 2011 <laughs> Nations Cup. Um, <laughs> it were tournaments featuring Scotland, Northern Ireland and Gibraltar. Um, and we did reasonably well in both um back in 2007 the national team was revived again uh, as well as this was the start of the league of ireland futsal league uh, so players like dane massey gary mccabe and kieran kilduff all stalwarts in the league of ireland were picked for the national team setup at that time 
Katie's brother, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, the following year, we competed in the UEFA Under-21 Championship qualifiers, uh, drawn in a group with Andorra, the Netherlands, and Azerbaijan. Um, around this time, in preparation for the qualifying group, we actually played a friendly against Barcelona B futsal team. Uh, <laughs> the Irish team actually won 2-0. Wow. And they'd probably be one of the top club teams, i say, would they? Yeah, so we'll we'll asterisk it and make team, sure that we know that it's Barcelona's <laughs> B futsal team. But uh, yeah, yeah. A, a win against Barcelona is a win regardless of the circumstances. Jesus, they they seem like kind of the, the national team that we should have all known about, to be honest, Adam. Well, if it was given a little bit more publicity at the time, then who knows, we, we could have kept it going. Um, so fast forward to 2010 and we were in another qualifying tournament uh, this time along with Cyprus, Kazakhstan and England uh, beating England and losing to Cyprus and Kazakhstan this time round and the final qualifying group we were in was in 2011 so this was for the uh, Euro 2012 futsal tournament um, unfortunately we lost all three games on this occasion um, a 3-0 defeat to Israel a 2-1 defeat to Andorra and a 5-0 defeat to Norway, which was our last official game. Yeah, I think we have to give Norway at least one, don't we, after all the thumpings over the years? Yeah, it certainly seems that way. So, look, that's kind of where the, the national team kind of fell off and obviously became a victim to FAI cutbacks. Um, so, you know, it would be nice to kind of see a full national team up and running again. Obviously, it takes a lot of... Uh, resources to do that but ultimately with the national indoor center in abbottstown i think you know with the right amount of attention put to it it could be done i think there's so many basketball like if you think about basketball back in the 80s it was huge and there's a lot of basketball arenas and decent basketball courts around the country so you think they'd be able to kind of resurrect something even going on those resources so it's definitely one to keep an eye on do you ever see things coming back I think it just needs the right people um, from an association point of view to kind of steer some attention and maybe direct some funding towards it as well. Because I think it's it's kind of key for the development of young players, particularly in Ireland, you know, from kind of eight, nine, ten years of age to develop players to kind of go between the two sports, to go between futsal and the 11-a-side football so that they can develop skills that work kind of and transition on both sides. Yeah, and I think the fact that Wes Houlihan played as well, we'd probably be producing much more technically gifted players, so probably in the best interest of the FAI. It's the argument we can all make, yeah. I read something there that you sent on to, to, to us, Adam. Was there a bit of funding cut? I mean, it wouldn't be like the FAI to cut funding, but <laughs> what what what? There, there, there was an established league, wasn't there? And I mean, there, there's a couple of players that were involved. I think James McLean kind of came through the futsal system, Seamus Coleman, um. I suppose Dame Massey's kind of the big one, isn't he? He, he I think it was very, very well known and when he was with Dundalk that he kind of come through that system. But, but what was the kind of history with that, Adam, with the, the National League, I suppose, and some of the players that came through that? Yeah, so Ireland's history with futsal has kind of been fairly anonymous to most people. Kind of, as I said, we're one of the few without a futsal team at the moment. And we did previously have a fully competitive national team with the player pool that include the likes of, you know, League of Ireland uh, players like Dane Massey, yeah. um, including a League of Ireland futsal league, which developed the likes of Seamus Coleman, Wes Houlihan and James McLean. Um, but as you said, they were a victim of FAI funding cuts in kind of the mid to late 2000s. That's a and shocker, isn't it? Since then, 
<laughs> it it wouldn't be like uh, wouldn't be like the FAI to cut funding on something <laughs> like that. Um, funny enough, we we had a national futsal. Uh, stadium built in Ballymun back in 2009, yeah. uh, which was opened by the likes of uh, Desmond Tutu. And you, there's uh, some file photos of John Delaney uh, shaking his hand. I believe yeah. Pele made some appearance, but yeah, uh, yeah, in but, his famous uh, in his famous FAI jacket. Yes, yes, that's the <laughs> one. Um, but it seems that the facility was closed within 12 months over a, a lack of maintenance, but we will allege that and we won't, uh, we won't get into too many gray areas there. Yeah. I wonder where that money was going. It wasn't going behind a bar or anything like that. So uh, we'll, we'll leave that one up, up to interpretation. And I know Wes Houlihan was kind of uh, one of the famous Irish names in futsal. And I think if you, if you look at the way he played his, his tight control and that kind of thing that shows that he, you know, learned his learned his uh, a lot of his traits there on on the futsal court. And I suppose, Adam, from your perspective, how did you first get into futsal? Because it, it is quite a niche thing. It is quite a niche thing. I know a lot of schools are trying to bring it back at the moment. I know that there's been a lot of kind of blitz competitions and and bits and pieces like that. But where were you first uh, first exposed to futsal yourself? So I suppose in my secondary school, we didn't have a proper. 11-a-side football team, but we would just have an indoor basketball court where we would play football all the time. Um, That's where I first kind of started looking at futsal uh, through YouTube. And it wasn't until years later that I discovered that Ireland actually had a national team. And by that point, it was discontinued. Um, But I've still kind of kept tabs on kind of, there's a couple of teams in the, the AUL that have a futsal league. But as I said, it's not something that's widely publicized in Ireland. And um, I think it's a great shame yeah. because, as you said, you know, Wes Houlihan is one of the best or most creative players that the national team has produced in recent years. And I suppose his control and his passing, it all stems from, you know, the smaller, more compact futsal court. And, you know, we're, we're crying out for more creative players like that. And I mean, if you look at the Brazilian national team, and uh, I mean, we kind of mentioned it briefly, and a lot of players who've, who've come through that system, they've kind of attributed their success and their skill set to, first of all, playing on the streets, which is something that John Giles would have would have always kind of gone on about, wouldn't he? And Damien Duff, even more recently, would have said that he learned a lot of his skill sets on the streets. But, I mean, you can't get away from the fact that so many Brazilians and so many continental players did kind of get that skill set from from the futsal court. So it's it's definitely one that, that should probably be looked at. And in terms of the, the National League itself, Adam, so is it, is it Blue Magic are the big team, aren't they? I remember reading something about them a good while ago. Yeah, so Blue Magic yeah. have been uh, kind of the perennial winners of the AUL Futsal League and the, the FAI Futsal Cup uh, in recent years. And I think they've represented us in the Futsal Champions League in the kind of yeah. preliminary qualifying rounds for the past couple of years. And then I, I know my, my club bows have a team and I know a couple of the lads who, um, you know, who were kind of involved there. So it's it's, it's great to have. So would many League of Ireland teams have a kind of futsal affiliation or would that be more so the futsal teams themselves kind of, uh, I suppose, branding themselves as a League of Ireland club? What, what way would that work? Because I've always been curious about that one. So back in the old League of Ireland futsal league, that was all done by the clubs themselves. Yeah. Obviously, funding became an issue when it was discontinued. And as far as I'm aware, Bows are the only team that currently have a futsal team in the AUL. And I believe that is more of a uh, supporters-based team rather yeah. than ran by Bows themselves. 
Yeah, so uh, I suppose the, the the best club in the league just has to have a team represented. I mean, it's only right, Adam, isn't it? You know. So in terms of the in terms of the the national team itself, and I mean, you've represented the Irish diabetic national team. So do you want to talk us through that? How you got involved in that? Maybe how that team came about? Because it's it's more of a recent thing, isn't it? I mean, we we've kind of spoken about the idea how the the futsal team has been discontinued, the national team itself, but. And um, the diabetic side itself—that's uh, that's a more recent phenomenon, isn't it? And and a, quite a successful one by the sounds of things. Yeah, I, I mean the the tournament itself, the Dia Euro Cup, um, was started in 2012 by a number of European nations that had you know diabetic players representing their futsal team. Um, so as you said, I'm part of the Irish team, and we're going to be representing uh, Ireland at the Dia Euro Cup in. Uh, 2023 for in Poland um so our coach and our head organizer Cahill Fleming he set the team up in 2018 and in 2019 the team competed in uh, Kiev for the first time at the Dia Euro Championships um so I suppose after several uh several delays for various reasons between 2020 and 2022 there were yeah. no tournaments and what happened, um, what happened then well look the we, we won't go into that. We won't go into that. We, we need not remind ourselves. No, no. <laughs> um, so this year is going to be Ireland's second appearance at the at the European Championships. Um, at present, we're don't re- we don't really get any funding from the FAI, and it all is entirely done through our own efforts. Um, also with the guidance of Diabetes Ireland. So you know everything from flights to accommodation. Um, kits. We we won't be wearing castori. Uh, some people will be glad to know, and uh, you know any other associated costs like that. <laughs> it sounds like you're giving the people what they want, Adam. With no no castori jerseys. Not that anyone else gets to wear them. I think that the twenty ones were kind of wearing the umbro, or the or the seventeens, or one of the teams anyway was wearing the the umbro kit kind of recently, or the training kit, or something like that. So it's 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 kind of fun. Yeah. It works. And what kind of uh, footballing backgrounds do people have there, Adam? Would they would they be lads who are playing a high level? Or are they lads who play kind of in the National Football League itself? Well, I think as I alluded to, the player pool is reasonably small, given that we all have to be um, type type one or type two diabetics, and so a lot of us would come from a uh, relatively decent standard of football, um, from playing eleven aside for a good few many years, um, and whether lads are still playing kind of in their their regional leagues. Or, or say for one of the other futsal teams in the AUL in the in the meantime, um, it's all a relatively decent standard. And what's the draw looking like, Adam? Do you know who you're playing out there? What kind of format is it? Yeah, so there is a standard group stage and then you get to the knockout rounds. I am actually checking our WhatsApp group at the moment. The group stage draw is actually being done tomorrow. So uh, I will have some updates pretty soon. <laughs> It'll be it'll be fresh off the press, fresh off the press. Who are you hoping for? Who would be the kind of big hitters in the tournament? Um, Portugal are always one of the big uh, big hitters, and um, Poland, the hosts, are always known to have a strong team as well. Um, so those are the two that we'll be kind of watching out for. Are you hoping to avoid them, or are you hoping to get them? Do you think? <laughs> well, I think we were drawn with Portugal in the last tournament in 2019, and I think they topped the group. Um, I believe we were also in England's group last time, which we managed a, a draw from. I think we finished the last tournament with a draw and two defeats. So I think we're we're hoping for something a little bit better this time around. 
Yeah, fingers crossed. And will there be many lads from that competition uh, who are playing now this time around? Or any retirements or anything like that? It's about a 50-50 split between lads that were at the tournament in 2019 and new players that have been brought in. So uh, it's a good mix and it's a good group of lads. Are you playing over in Canada at the moment? Are you playing any futsal? Are you playing any uh, kind of 11-a-side or anything like that yourself? Yeah, so I'm currently playing for FC Tigers Vancouver. So they're in the Pacific Coast League. So they're they're in one of those uh, kind of weird fourth tier US leagues that have uh, kind of teams kind of spaced between the, the border of the US and Canada, between kind of Vancouver to Seattle to Washington State. Um, so I'm playing at a reasonably decent level over here. So they, they, they've got a good player on their hands anyway. So you're worth flying over, I suppose. You're worth kind of getting over and uh, <laughs> hopefully not being jet lagged over there. And I suppose, Adam, it, it might be an interesting one for the listeners, but like, how do you find kind of managing your diabetes around your sport? Because I know like, I mean, I play kind of sport with, with a couple of lads with, with type one anyway. And um, now they now it was one lad in particular but he kind of had it down to a tee but i know it is kind of a challenging aspect so how is that for you and and even i suppose anyone listening who who might have diabetes who's kind of um thinking about uh, not taking up sport but trying to manage sport or maybe people who are recently diagnosed who are i suppose trying to manage their sport and managing their fitness and that kind of thing yeah i suppose it's important to note there's no one size fits all for for everybody and everyone who's a diabetic their response times for processing insulin and then taking food on board and things like that once everybody's kind of keeping hydrated as as often as they can and if you are going to have kind of a a pre-match meal that you kind of adjust your insulin accordingly you know you don't want your your glucose levels to drop to uh too low a level while you're in the middle of a match so you kind of always tailor it to that yeah and i mean as i said it's it's one that i suppose is important for a lot of people because they they might be coming back to sport or they might be thinking well maybe i have to tone down the sport or maybe have to learn how to adjust it so it it is kind of um it, it is a fairly interesting one it is an important one to kind of i suppose get get the word out there so i suppose adam is there anywhere that it's being broadcasted or is is there any way that we can kind of get the games when, when they're coming up next month yeah so our matches are due to be scheduled on the dia euro youtube channel so if you just uh, search dia euro on youtube you'll find it and the games are going to be live streamed from june 8th to 12th Brilliant stuff. So one to put in the calendar. I suppose the Premier League's over now. The League of Ireland's still on. We won't defend anyone. The Premier League's over, so there's still plenty of football on. And I suppose what better way to uh, spend the first couple of weeks of the summer than watching Ireland in an international tournament? Absolutely. And are you expecting any fans over there, Adam? Um, I think there is a couple of family and family members and friends that are coming over. Um, but it'll be a, it'll be a small enough uh, fan base for for us. So if if we can get people on the live streams and we can get people kind of sharing and supporting us in that way, it'd be much appreciated. Absolutely. And I don't know if you've seen at the moment, but the Foot Golf World Cup is on. I I have not. I have not. <laughs> Yeah, so no, apparently it's on at the moment. I don't know if it's the preliminary round or what it is, but it's kind of um, what people don't realize is Ireland are in so many tournaments at the moment. Between the under-17s, the Golf World Cup, or the Foot Golf World Cup, rather, and, um, and of course, the uh, you know the Diabetic European Championships. We have a, a feast of international football kind of coming up for us, which is which is absolutely excellent, you know. So we're, we're really looking forward to it. But look, Adam, we, we really do wish you the best of luck. Um, we will be promoting it. We will be hopeful getting a lot of people tuning in because 
you guys definitely need all the support you can. We're, we're apparently the best uh, the best fans in the world, so we need to kind of pull out all the stops. And it's really important that we get behind you guys. So hopefully you draw England. Hopefully we beat them. And uh, and hopefully it's a great success for you guys and the, the, the other lads and the diabetic team. Before we go, who are the star players on the team, Adam? I think it's important that you, apart from yourself, you have to you have to plug a few of the lads, I think. Ah, uh, no, I, I don't think it would be fair to name everybody. I think, look, we have a strong team of 10 <laughs> players and I think we're all going to put in as good a shift as we can. <laughs> very diplomatic I there. Be, very I diplomatic. Have, to be, I have to be very we'll political, yeah. are, are very good players. <laughs> I know. They must, they must know that you're recording this, Adam, or else there'll be a little bit of trouble. <laughs> so, look... The very best of luck to you, Adam. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. And, um, you know, we look forward to tuning in. So we are going to wrap this one up. So do be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, which is all in our bio. Adam, the very best of luck. Take care. And um, come on, you boys in green. Come on, you boys in green. Thanks very much, Nick. Uh-huh.